What have you witnessed someone do that made you realize he or she is really, really smart? My wife's grandfather. He's a retired electrical engineer with a dozen patents to his name and a long list of recognitions I can't be bothered to remember or name. I always knew he was brilliant, but never realized just how until one day last year we were visiting and he got a phone call. Keep in mind he's been retired for 20 years and is 86 years old. The phone call was from an electrical engineering firm from halfway across the globe asking if they could fly him out to a site and have him consult on the energy capture of a hydroelectric dam they were building. They'd run into a problem that none of them, all the electrical engineers, could solve. They had consulted three of the top university departments in the US on the issue, and the last one had referred them to him. 20 minutes on the phone and he agreed to think about it. Two days later, he'd solved their issue and written the the solution on a single 8x11 sheet of paper which he scanned and emailed to the company. He said he took so long to write it up because he didn't want to have to fly all the way out there at his age. His explanation was so clear I was able to understand and follow it with no relevant higher education. I spent a year trying to track down an intermittent issue with my car. An older gentleman on the forum had suggested a likely cause, but I disregarded it as the parts had already been replaced. Sure enough, he was right, and I managed to follow from that to find the other half of the problem. Saved me so much trouble. I had a mechanic look at it, I'd spent hours tearing my hair out trying to fix it, nothing worked prior to that. Respect your elders, folks. He should write a book slash at the bare minimum document what he knows so that it can be converted to a book or just published publicly. He's clearly an expert in his field and his knowledge is invaluable. Everything he can write down can only better humanity. He has contributed to several textbooks over the years. He sounds like the kind of guy you should just sit down one day and say, tell me everything you know. Better pack a lunch though. One time, my drunk uncle was in jail and needed bail money, and being that my dad was the only one in the family with any real savings, they all looked to him to fork up 100% of the cash. Having been asked, he realized the situation had two possible outcomes. One, pay for his bail and never get the money back, or two, not pay for the bail and the whole family blame him for it. So my dad decided to throw them a curveball. He told them that whatever the rest of the family raised for the bail, he'll not only match it, but he'll offer double what they raised together. Nobody offered one cent. Blame averted. Well, I'm certainly going to recycle this if the need ever arises. I hate that though. I've had friends who've been the only ones in their family that had their act together despite all odds. Somehow they end up becoming monetarily responsible for others' consistently poor decision making skills. This can probably be used in a lot of situations where I'm dealing with would be deadbeats, totally stealing it. I had a teacher in high school that using both hands could write a sentence starting from the beginning and the end simultaneously. He even split the middle word of the sentence. He also spoke around five languages. I had one like that. She could write in English and Greek simultaneously. I was playing the card game Egyptian Rat Screw with some friends and then all of us noticed that one of our friends was slapping a bit too fast to be believed. It turns out he was counting all of our cards and had each of our decks memorized, which is just insane. Maybe it was just my group of friends, but you had to do that to come anywhere near winning. Each game would literally last an hour or two and be amazingly fast paced. Four of us played every day and it would literally be our cardio workout for the day. Everyone who would watch us would think we were just randomly slapping a pile of cards. My older brother was always terrible at school. I can remember him straight up asking why he needed to graduate high school and then again in college. He then accepted a low-level job after graduation in marketing that ultimately fell apart due to the company executives screwing up big time. 
During all of it, he somehow was able to keep a small client and within seven months of working, was promoted to their executive marketing director, making six figures. Now he has multiple clients on the side and is always scheming something up. The dude is as hard-headed as they come, but nonetheless is a marketing genius. Blows my mind how far he's come. I was once in Chinatown and I saw this old Chinese guy with a bunch of groceries. He'd tied the bags together by the handle and slung them over his shoulder. He looked ridiculous. The next week I was struggling with a lot of groceries and I remembered the old Chinese guy, stopped on the sidewalk, tied all my bags together, and walked home like the unencumbered dork I became that day. In high school, I had a friend who we made fun of all the time for being dumb, but he would have the wackiest ideas that would somehow work. One time, around Christmas of my sophomore year, a few of us decided to buy a 30-pack, and then later decided we didn't feel like drinking it that night. I couldn't keep it at my house, but one of my friend's parents was coming to pick all my buddies up. Nobody knew how they were going to get the 30 out of my house into one of their houses. Then my friend came up with the genius idea. He went upstairs in my house, wrapped the 30 in wrapping paper. He then decided to carry it out right in front of the car with our friend's mom waiting and say he was a gift for his girlfriend who he was going to be seeing later that night. I realized that not being great at school doesn't mean someone isn't a genius. Intelligence comes in many forms. Sure, someone might not be able to do high-level math, but they could fix parts of your car you've never heard of. I knew two guys in undergraduate who would play mental chess. As they'd pass in the hall, one guy would say, knight to queen three, or whatever. The other guy would roll back his eyes for a second and then nod to acknowledge the move. Both guys then kept walking in opposite directions. Later that day, when they passed again, the second guy would declare his counter move. The game could last days, and they never forgot where any of the pieces were. Each had a mental image of the board. Sure, they might have been faking, but these guys were always first and second on the Dean's Honor List for all four years of my undergraduate. I knew them pretty well. I think the mental chess was legit. Most really good players can do this. Once someone becomes familiar enough with the game, it becomes a lot easier to recognize patterns. Of course, intelligence is advantageous to get good at chess. Did they ever get pissed off and mentally flip the board over? Knight to floor, rook to floor, queen to floor, king to floor. It's all about knowing the game and the related statistics. One of my favorite stories from my college football days is how well some players can recognize patterns and statistics and combine that with their physical prowess. There was a safety on my team that went to the NFL, still playing, who could answer every coverage question or situational scenario with almost 100% accuracy. Anybody who can explain highly complex things very simply. It takes an intelligent person to understand it, but it takes a brilliant person to grasp it so fully they can dumb it down to explain it to anybody. I think it was Feynman who tried to write an introductory textbook on some obscure topic and concluded that more research was needed because he was unable to explain the topic simply enough. I've always found it amazing how most people think they're super smart, but when you ask them to break things down, they're completely unable. In fact, most will then get angry at you or think you're stupid for asking them to break things down. Elevating complexity to simplicity is pure genius. I was at my desk waiting to make a purchase over the phone and I mentioned to a coworker that I always have to pull my credit card out. I should have this number memorized by now. Another coworker overheard that and said, I know your visa number and spit it right out. After I got off the phone, I asked him, what was that? And he said he heard me say it a couple weeks earlier. Numbers just stick with him that way. I already knew he was a bright guy, but that took it up a notch. I'd ask him very politely to not ruin your life. When you sit down in a meeting for work, when you're trying to solve a big problem and someone can say, that's the wrong question, you need to be asking this. People who can do that generally understand the bigger picture and all the various variables and factors in play and how everything fits together. It's some next level action to watch the entire room go, wow, we're looking at trees and that guy's looking at the forest. 
I accidentally got a promotion literally yesterday for doing something like this. I'm a contract attorney doing doc review and randomly get an email saying they're going to bring in 20% of people for conversations. I immediately crap my pants and I assume I'm in trouble. My initial reaction is, well, if I had more frequent feedback, I could code documents accurately with better consistency. Sort of pack a parachute if they ask why I'm messing up. Turns out the meeting is just a sample of people they wanted to ask about how management was doing. If we had the right tools, if we had too many meetings, if we needed something, blah, blah, blah. Basically just getting feedback about how the project is going. Since I already had my previous excuse on deck, I sort of just blurted out. The dude seems really interested and takes a bunch of notes. Fast forward to yesterday, I get an email saying they want another meeting. They made me a QC team leader reviewing and managing a group of like 15 people because I apparently have such deep insight into the importance of quality feedback and maintaining consistency. Lazy people are the best at this. I witnessed a kindergartner who couldn't draw straight lines keep his pencil still and drag the paper around to draw a triangle. That kid is going to invent the first warp drive. Seriously, don't move the ship, move space. He gets it. My dad had a business trip in Seattle that I tanked along on so I could see a soccer match and explore the city. He invited me to go to the research hospital with him one day and I agreed. They were working on testing some type of cardiovascular tool on a cadaver that they would stimulate blood flow in to test. Seeing my dad, who didn't go to college, barely graduated from high school, lived on welfare with a single mom, and who knocked up a teenage girl when he was a teenager himself, performed surgery on a cadaver using a tool he invented that could potentially save thousands of lives blew my mind. He had hundreds of patents on devices. I got surgery three years ago and my shoulder surgeon used a tool he invented in the 90s. He's an incredibly smart and hardworking man who just got the right amount of luck to get him where he is today. I doubt luck played a part. Everything is hard work and luck. So many people who give it their all get nowhere. I've seen it happen with so many bright and talented individuals. It sucks, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. I like it when you meet someone whose English is imperfect, but you realize they're very intelligent and are able to explain their thoughts. I remember once meeting a Japanese archaeologist who wasn't the best English speaker, but when he explained his research to me, it was absolutely fascinating. There was this dude I worked with ages ago who immigrated from China. The higher-ups would get pretty frustrated with him because he was constantly coming up with clever ideas and interesting new ways to do things, but they just wanted to keep the status quo. Some ideas were decent, others were likely brilliant. Anyhow, his spoken English was downright brutal. His written was perfectly fine, though. Eventually, he left, probably out of frustration. This is why it bugs me so much when people assume that broken English or heavily accented English is an indication that someone is less intelligent. English is hard to learn when it's not your mother tongue, and it's even worse when you're an adult, especially if you're coming from a culture that doesn't even use the same alphabet or similar grammar. Gotta plug my dad in here. Had some friends over, and just to mess around, we asked him the definition of random words in the dictionary. We opened it to the eyes, and I asked the definition of 10 to 12 letter, 3 to 4 syllable words. Not only did he nail all of them, but most definitions were verbatim. When we got to the 10th word, he goes, the verb or the noun, and we lost it. It was seriously ridiculous. We were freshmen in high school and could hardly pronounce the words we picked. Turns out, he read the whole dictionary over the summer when he was 16 and bored. Guy is still the smartest person I've ever met. Gonna plug my dad as well. He's been driving big rigs for so long that he has almost memorized the United States Interstate Highway System. No kidding. You can give him the interstate number and the mile marker and he can usually guess your exact location plus or minus 10 miles. 
My older brother has really bad ADD and always did terrible in school. I never realized how smart he was until a few years ago. We were watching Jeopardy together and he knew most of the answers to the most obscure questions. I was blown away. I swear it was like the scene from Groundhog Day. That sounds like my cousin. ADHD and ADD, awful in school, and an absolute genius. I used to work with a physician who had patients' medical record numbers memorized. Not because he was trying, he just saw them once and would keep it in his memory. 16 digits. When medical students would ask questions, he would say page number and paragraph where they could find the answer. He wouldn't use progress notes with patients. He would just walk into the room and ask the patient about all their family members by name and their entire medical history without ever glancing at a note. He would write notes six weeks after seeing a patient. Never miss a beat. Billing would scream about it constantly. On a side note, he had zero knowledge of the real world or social skills. Memory was the craziest I've ever seen. Years ago, I had a girlfriend in Denmark whom I visited once every few months. A few blocks away from where she lived was a secondhand book and game store run by a friendly old lady. It was basically a normal house, only every wall was covered in bookcases filled with books and movies and video games, ground floor and first floor, and she sat at a desk in the corner with a pile of new old stuff for cataloging. I looked through the neatly alphabetized PS2 games to see if she had any Dynasty Warriors 4, which I hadn't been able to find anywhere else. No luck. I asked her, she thought it over for a second, then said it didn't sound familiar. We bought VidDoc instead and headed home. Flash forward about a year, we stop by again, walk in the door, the lady sees me and says, ah, young man, good you're here. I have Dynasty Warriors for you. Four, was it? I'd been told she had a ridiculous memory, but I was just amazed. My girlfriend swears she hadn't been there in months either. I was just another customer and she remembered me and what I was looking for, for a year. When my dad just decided to add an addition to the house, like he'd be out there 70 to 80 hours a week, adding three extra floors to the house with running water up to the third floor. He would rent excavators and large moving equipment and only like three or four times would he hire an extra hand. That was amazing. Lots of dads decide to do that, but it sounds like yours actually completed it, which is absolutely amazing. My dad never did large scale renovations, but we never had contractors do anything. New carpet, dad. New roof, dad. Trees cut down right next to the house, dad. Back porch, dad. And none of these were remotely near his actual job. My mother also took apart our very first VCR from the 80s and fiddled around with it for hours until it would work with our archaic TV. Talk about some jerry-rigging. My wife is smart, like six languages fluently smart without breaking a sweat, has never not done well in school, always gets promoted, etc, etc. But no one in my family saw this because she's an introvert and tries to keep herself dumb so people get her and like her. My family and I are smart. She's next level up. So after we got engaged, family had a get together, as in cousins, friends, lots of people. As usual, we played some group games. She was reluctant, but I pulled her aside and asked her to try and fit in. She obliged, but was annoyed with me. Started with Pictionary. She schooled the room. Moved to a bunch of card games with a single deck. Counted cards. Knew everyone's deck, etc. Quiz board games. Knew all the answers. Over and over again, she was dominant to the point of silencing my family. It was unnerving even for me. A few weeks later when we visited her family. Oh, we don't play games with her. She plays to decimate the competition. Oh, did you ever consider that you all need to get good? My ex-wife is like this. No one in my family will play any games with her anymore because she always wins. There was this one time when she was on a winning streak, I decided to float the idea of all seven of us against just her. She still won every round. 
Found out my little brother, age 12, has a legit photographic memory. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan and knows an abnormal amount about the series. Whenever he answers questions about it, he looks up and squints a bit. I asked him about it and it turns out that he's actually reading from the book in his head. He can even jump to random page numbers. He also knows a ridiculous amount of world history. I go to him when I need help with that. Sadly, he's adopted and we don't share the same genes. I'd like to be friends with your little brother. I'd take him to parties with me just for the Lord of the Rings trivia so I don't have to pull out the complete guide to Middle-earth. Just kidding. I don't get invited to parties. It would be interesting to find out if his memory is spatial with respect to books. If he had been reading from an ebook reader, whether he would have found it more difficult to remember. From your description of his memory, it sounds like he literally photographs the pages with his mind. Growing up, your dad is always that nut. At least mine was. Always thought of him as a joker who liked to invent stuff around the house. Long story short, when I was around 12, he made a basic hydrogen engine. He was on track to making it practical for his van and was so stoked, claiming he would get up to four to five more miles to the gallon. He was able to make a small hydrogen cell and a housing for it and set it in his van. It was so complicated, I can't even explain it properly. He got three to four more miles to the gallon, so his prediction was pretty close. He was then stuck on how to get more out of it, make it cheaper, and, you know, maybe pitch his idea to get it on the markets. One day he was Googling new ideas and came across an Aussie uni that basically did the same thing before him. I don't know the details, but it crushed him. He stopped working on it, kind of stopped making stuff. A few years ago, I was home visiting and was walking through his workshop and found the cell tucked away all dusty. It dawned on me then that I will never come close to being as smart and intuitive as my father. I told him before I left, too. My old man cried. I cried. It was great. Man, beautiful and sad. I bet it meant a lot to your old man hearing you say that.